Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the brand new podcast brought to you by the Association of Grazing Students, Raising the Bar. I'm Alana Hughes, your host, and I'm joined tonight by two of my lovely housemates, Molly and Brad. Hello guys. Hello. The three of us are BPTC students based in London and we're all student members of Grazing. This podcast hopes to give you some tips for your scholarship applications, which we know are due on Friday, but no one can complain about last minute tips, so hopefully they'll still be useful. And a quick disclaimer is that none of these tips have come from anyone involved in the selection of scholars. And so whilst they may be very useful, they will in no way guarantee you getting an interview or a scholarship in the end, but they might certainly help. So. The three of us have a top tip each, and I'm going to start with Molly. So Molly, your top tip for the BPTC scholar applicants. My top tip is that when you go to career services, they're going to give you plenty of advice. The likelihood of that advice is that it will make your application look pretty polished, but it's up to you to make your application look unique. The way that I did that was when I'm asked a question, for example, why do you want to be a barrister, prefacing your response to that with a short story about yourself just showing that because anyone that's going to be a good barrister is going to be able to tell a decent story and as soon as you start telling a little story to introduce your answer you're going to have the reader hooks so that's my piece of advice i think even just from jumping on a little bit ahead but even my experience of the interview if i could go back and do my application again now i would realize more that they were wanting to know your story if they do want to get to know you. So in writing my application, I probably would have been a little bit more open about myself because it is the person that you are that they're interested in. They're investing in you. I definitely think, I completely agree. I mean, when you, if if someone asks you, you why do you want to be embarrassed and you can give an answer with authenticity, even if it isn't the typical reason, even if it's a completely different reason, you think it's, you know, a little bit out there they'll be able to read when they're reading that application they would sense that authenticity and it really comes across as something I'll, I'll always i've always tried to do with all my applications sure and particularly in my case because i just started the gdl i hadn't opened a law textbook for more than about four weeks prior to actually sending off my application so as far as my legal experience it was extremely limited i mean i hadn't done a single mini pupillage when i was applying And so it was so important to carry across your personality because that's essentially most of what you've got to show what you're about and what, you know, what you can give to the inn and what you can give to uh, the bar. I think the bottom line about why do you want to be a barrister? I mean, on a BPTC scholarship application, everybody wants to be a barrister. Otherwise, you wouldn't be applying for the the thing. So everyone's going to have the very basic answers like I want to be self-employed or I want to help people, or I want to make a difference in the world, and I want to give the voiceless a voice. I'm sure the selection committee are used to seeing that day in, day out when they're reading through the applications. And so your story is really the only thing that you have that's unique to you, and it's your unique selling point, so you have to get it in there some way. Okay, so Brad, top tip number two. So my top tip would be, um, in terms of your other legal work experience or um, anything in sort of a professional sector, I think it's really important, yeah, first of all, to, to talk about transferable skills and anything that you might have gained from that experience that you think would stand you in good stead at the bar. But also, I think it's 
equally, maybe if not more important, to be able to then say why that profession wasn't for you in the end, why that experience at a law firm or at a, an investment bank or whatever it was didn't really catch your fancy and you couldn't see yourself in that career. But you, for those reasons, you could see yourself at the bar. I really, really agree with that one. And I feel like my application, that was something that I felt I was pretty weak on because I don't have any other professional work experience other than work experience at the bar. And if I had have been asked in an interview, you know, how do you know that you don't want to be a sister? I would have just had to say, based on my vicarious experience through others who have done mm. back schemes and what I've heard, mm. I haven't actually had any personal mm. engagement with a corporate law firm. I just know I don't want to work for one. Yeah. But it's hard to evidence that if you haven't actually gone and done it. So, I mean, to be fair, part of what's important about the application process is realising what your weaknesses are and then addressing them. I had had no experience of uh, taking the solicitor route at all. And just being able to say, look, I recognise that I haven't got that experience and then filling the gap elsewhere. Uh, it's absolutely fine. In fact, I would go as far as to say it's refreshing if someone says in an application... I have only just started law, I have not done any VAC schemes, let's say, but I have spoken to friends, I have looked, I have researched as far as I possibly can with, you know, with the time that has been on my, ha on my hands, and this is the decision I've come to. I think that they find that really refreshing. And I think even another way just to get your commercial awareness and abbreviated commas in, if you're an LLB student and you're a member of your law study, that law study is not always, but in most cases, sponsored by multiple corporate law firms. That's where the money comes from. That's who is behind the many events that you've attended. So in a way, you have had interaction and engagement with the corporate world or even with the solicitor route, just in a roundabout way. So your participation in your extracurricular activities at uni can also be beneficial to show you what other paths in law can be like. And then eventually then that can lead you to the conclusion that the bar is the one you want to take. In relation to that, when you are talking about, say, what you've done in a society at university, always, always follow up with an example of that. Because anyone can say, I was, you know, X member of X society for X number of years. I'm assuming what Grayson would like to see is that actually this is what you did and this is what you gained from it. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for an application to get lost in the ocean of applications that are going to come through when there's very little substance uh, to it. I think it's very important to tell them what your game was because mm. it's all well and good doing it, but you have to have actually got something from it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's had to have built you as a person and as a student, as a future barrister in some way for them to really see the investment that you've made in your career mm. path and career choice, I think. Yeah, I think always keep in mind that when people are reading these applications and hopefully eventually when they're interviewing you, they're not looking for a ready-made barrister. They're looking for someone with the potential to become you know, a barrister and a good barrister. So always keep that in mind. Never think, oh, well, this doesn't show that I'm going to be in it and that I am ready to be a barrister. Just think when you're writing something down and you're evidencing it in the way that Molly and Alana are talking about and think like how does this show my propensity to either be a, become a barrister or really use those skills that we know barristers to have. And the final top tip tonight comes from me and that is 
if you have ever had a part-time job or you have a part-time job or maybe you're a mature student and you have an entire previous career it's so important that you get that into your application it's so important that you talk about your transferable skills you talk about customer service you talk about dealing with people face to face you talk about having to have a good telephone manner you talk about all of these things you talk about stacking shelves in Tesco's because you had to have discipline to be there on time. You had to wear your uniform. You had to listen to your supervisor and your line manager and take instructions and you had to work as part of a team. And all of those those things are so important when it comes to studying the BPTC, but also your future career at the bar. It's so important that you discuss all of the things that make you who you are and you're Previous experiences are just so important if you want to go into the interview and give a well-rounded version of yourself to the panel. And I think they are looking for well-rounded people. As Brad said, they're not looking for ready-made barristers. None of us are ready-made barristers. Otherwise, we wouldn't be applying for this scholarship. Every single one of us have been something before, be it a student or a student and a part-time worker or a full-time worker or anything under the sun. And they want to know. I really do think they, they want yeah. to know. At the end of the day, there's a human receiving or several hu humans that are receiving and reading your application. And so humans can't help but look for a bit of personality in an application. And that will come out through those previous experiences, through perhaps leading with a story to get to those previous experiences. Don't underestimate the value of a story and, and, and think about those character-like skills when you're talking about your stories or what you're thinking about your stories. So, you know, Alana, Alana gives the really key example of previous non-legal work. You know, think about your, your previous job or previous part-time job and think about when's the last time I, for example, tried to persuade someone to do something in that job. And for me, something I talked about for a, a good couple of lines in my application was that I used to work in Top Shop and Top Man, you know, and we had to sell uh, MasterCards to customers. So a lot of the time it was about being able to, you know, make that sale. And I definitely think that's one of the, that's, that, that was, as it was, something that, that came up in interview and they wanted to talk to me um, about, you know, how I felt when I was trying to do that and um, what, what did I find effective in persuading people. So yeah, it can be, it's not only is it an interesting story, but it's, it's really made skills right there. Yeah, and similarly for me, I was a street fundraiser with um, a charity and I didn't really enjoy it. It wasn't a very pleasant job. Uh, people did not want to stop for you in the street, but a lot of the time judges might not want to listen to what you're putting forward. And it's standing up there, making a case for something. Um, and it's using all of that experience and not twisting it, but certainly bringing out of it what can be applied at the bar at your studies. Okay, so that concludes our top three tips. And I suppose all we have to say now is good luck and don't panic tomorrow. Just take it easy. You've got one full day still to go. Just make sure you go over everything. Make sure you've got no spelling mistakes. Make sure you your sentences make sense. Get someone else to read it because you've probably been looking at it for weeks now and all the words have just melted into one. Before That's absolutely eyes. crucial. Yes. Yes. Read it out loud, guys. Read Definitely. it out loud. Read it out loud in a room. Look like an idiot when you're doing it. but Because you need to make sure your sentences aren't too long, they're not too short. Double check and triple check and probably quadruple check. I'm not sure how you say five check. 
Quintupled. Quintupled. Quint, quint, quintupled. What? Quintupled. <laughs> check. Just check. Okay, just check. Thank you for listening to the Raising the Bar podcast brought to you by the Association of Grey's and Students. I'm Alana Hughes, your host, and you should follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Raising the Bar GI. And please feel free to get in touch with me if you have any ideas for future podcasts.